This is uh, one of the few times where I haven't recorded, I haven't recorded the intro to this show until after I've actually recorded the entire show. This one goes about 15 minutes. We're back on normal schedule, folks. And I wasn't sure how I was going to start the episode, so I held off on doing the intro. Uh, I thought today I would start my uh, new intro that I worked on. That'll come next week. I think next week would be a more appropriate time for it than this week. We're going to talk about a a host of different topics. And uh, it's going to get a little personal here and there. Uh, But bear with it. It's a discussion that needs to happen uh, from all sides of the spectrum. I even kind of surprised myself with uh, where I went with it. So get yourselves ready. Here we go. been sitting back and I've been thinking uh, a lot over the past uh, few days here over the weekend um, ever since ever since Friday really I've been really sitting down and trying to think how I would open the show today there, there's a couple of different ways I could go with it um, and it's hard it's hard to think about you know what's crazy it's Thursday night unbeknownst to me and 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 my wife and and our friends from work, uh, we were we were all in Philly uh, at my friend's fiance's uh, alumni uh, open bar, open buffet, and uh, and quizzo game. Just having a good time. Uh, so we were in Philly. I, I don't know if we were in the heart of Philadelphia. I don't know Philadelphia that well. Big time Philadelphia Eagles fan. Been to Philly many, many times, but I couldn't tell you exactly where in relation to Philly I was. And so we were having a good time all night. I think we left Philly, the Philly area, around 10 or 10.30. And uh, yeah, unbeknownst to me at the time, I had no idea. I don't think any of us knew what happened in Dallas at that point because it, it had happened. It had transpired during the course of the night. I do know that while we were walking around Philly... Uh, half drunk, mind you, that uh, I saw lots of police cars lining up and media lining up, and you know that that was about it. Uh, th- did I see crowds of people here or there? Yeah, I saw I saw people walking in groups and all that, but I, I paid no no attention to them. They paid no no attention to me. That's that's how it worked. We were walking wherever we wanted to go, and then unbeknownst to me, I had no idea that uh, five police officers were uh, executed. In, in Dallas, that's the only way to to really say it is executed. It was a it was a gunman, uh, a sniper, set up as a sniper, uh, picking off just cops, just picking them off during a, a Black Lives Matter protest that otherwise was going peacefully. And yeah, let's take a look at the facts first and foremost. Uh, I don't talk about this a lot. Because I'm I'm this middle of the ground torn person on it. Like for for me, I don't think anybody I don't think anybody likes 
a, a dirty cop. I don't think anybody likes a bad police officer. I really don't. Uh, working in a profession where I am deemed a law enforcement officer, I can tell you, bad eggs don't uh, don't do anything for us they, except give us headaches and more problems. And I work in a profession that that things happen behind walls and people do not care what happens in a prison. People do not care, except for the people who are in prison and maybe their loved ones outside of the prison who get phone calls and concerns and and all that jazz. Uh, Prison kind of works in its own little environment, and if you're not in it and around it, then you have no idea what happens in it. Despite the fact that I can tell you my building is canvassed with cameras. So for anybody out there who's like, well, those uh, those corrections officers are just dirty. They just beat up the inmates all the time. No, my building is surrounded by cameras. Nothing, nothing uncouth. Nothing, uh, nothing can happen in there. We don't just go running around beating up people because they're locked up. Uh, it, that's a false narrative. Does it happen in other prisons? Has other inmates gotten beat up? Sure, but. We don't run around with billy clubs just beating the shit out of people. Get that image out of your mind. My, my building is canvassed in cameras. Any incident whatsoever has to be documented, thrown on a DVD, thrown on a backup drive. If something happens in a prison and it was unlawful, the officer's getting in a hell of a lot of trouble. I know this. I've watched people who've gotten in trouble. And we get in trouble for not stepping up and, and, and stepping in, stopping other officers from doing bad things. So we all have this mutual understanding that we're not to compromise our jobs. Because this is our jobs. This is how we make money. Most of us have adopted the attitude of we come in, we are going to do our job by the book, or to the T rather. And our main goal is just to keep everybody safe. But most importantly, if we walk in, we walk out the same way. Uh, I'll tell you guys this too. Uh, just because somebody's wearing a badge and a uniform doesn't mean you get to pick on them. Something that's highly stressed to me, to, to my staff, my, my fellow workers all the time is that we're not punching bags. Yeah, I'm a correctional officer. I work in a prison, and obviously, to some degree, I need to expect people to disrespect me. Words are fine. I don't give a, I don't give two flying shits about words. I literally don't. Words are just that. They're, they're if if they're doing what I want them to do. If I'm t- if I'm trying to get them to go secure themselves in their room, and they do it, who? Guess who just won? I did. I'm not going to care if he's calling me, you know, a bitch or a loser or a faggot or whatever. I don't I don't care. You you're, you're doing what I want you to do. You have to have thick skin for the job, for sure. But that doesn't mean that uh, just cuz I put on a uniform and I get hazard duty pay, which by the way, my hazard duty pay divided up by month is only like 200 bucks. So, I don't think it's worth somebody walking up to me Spitting on me, throwing shit on me, throwing urine on me, punching me in the face, physically threatening me. I don't think that's worth uh, $200 a month. And I'm going to go off on a limb and say that most everybody listening right now wouldn't let somebody on the street just walk up and wail them in the face, even if they were going to get $200 out of it. Uh, My pay aside from the matter, 
I'm not somebody's punching bag. I'm not there to face physical, constant physical threat. Does it come with the territory? Sure. Absolutely. But I don't have to get wailed on. I don't have to get punched. I don't have to wait for somebody to pick up a blunt object and come at me. If they're coming at me, I'm allowed to do whatever I need to do to keep myself safe. Right? Same thing with a boy in blue. Just because they're an officer doesn't mean that we automatically have this right to to do whatever to them. To fling whatever poo and filth and crap we want to at them. Yes. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that portion. The same should be said for, for anybody. The police shouldn't be able to fling shit at anybody else. These are the trying times that we live in right now. Uh, do black lives matter? Sure. Same as uh, police officers' lives. Same as white people's lives. Same as uh, Latino people's lives. Okay. Uh, same as, I don't know, the lives of all the children that drones from this, from our beautiful United States. Same as all those children's lives that get killed in drone strikes randomly. Uh, periodically, uh, in many other countries. Humanity matters at the end of the day. And look, look, people, I haven't died. Like, we've been focused on politics on this show. Politics, maybe some news stories. Mostly politics, though. Trying to open people up to a more libertarian perspective. And I think a libertarian perspective here does wonders on the subject. Because a libertarian approach says, A... We're, we're repealing some of these laws. We're, we're revamping how some things are done. Look, at, at the end of the day, um, if there's a bad police officer, if a police officer commits a crime, if a police officer just blatantly murders somebody, and we've seen it, we have seen it, if it's blatant, if it's a blatant violation of their power, a blatant violation of the oath that they are holding up, yeah, they need to be charged. Yes, they need to be charged. They need to be more than just fired. They need to be charged. They need to serve the time for the crime. That That's not unreasonable to ask. What is unreasonable is the fact that these, these viral videos pop up all the time and everybody is an armchair quarterback and everybody has all the answers right up front. Like, not, not even hours after the incident happens. And, and then we have these, these protests, okay? Everybody has a right to protest to an extent, to a degree. And if it gets violent, if it gets uh, over the top, if it starts interfering with other people's lives, that that to me that crosses a line. Um, it's it's the th- it's the things that you see like blocking off a roadway and and the stupid you know sorry for inconveniencing your life. We're trying to drive for change. Well, get out of the road. Get out of the road. You can do it wherever the hell you want. But you start blocking traffic. You start making. You start forcing other people to be a part of it that aren't even involved, because that's the thing to do. I hate that. I don't have any respect for that. It's just, it just boggles my mind. Because if I wanted to fight for something, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to forcibly stop other people and say, "You will listen to me, and you will join me, or I will." intimidate you and make you feel like you're worthless, like you are the enemy almost. I I don't like those approaches. 
I don't. It, it's hard to talk about this stuff because uh, you try to paint yourself as, as representative of both sides. And it's hard, it's hard for me because, I mean, I'll speak candidly here. Black Lives Matter, yes, there have been cases where black people have been killed by the police unjustifiably and in some cases even at a level where it can be considered murder. And in those cases, it should be. At the same token, uh, anybody who's saying about like the Dallas shooting, the, the five police officers target, let me tell you something. I wear a badge, all right? And I don't, I don't mistreat anybody. You ask, you want to see my uses of force at work because it's zero. Okay, I haven't even pulled out my my spray and sprayed somebody yet. And that's four and a half, five years working in the correctional system. That doesn't mean that I haven't been part of groups to break up fights, to break up assaults, to respond to staff assaults, to be geared up in the riot gear and moving a a, a belligerent. Uh, combative inmate. Okay, but I've never just blatantly struck an inmate, cussed an inmate out just because they were an inmate. Never did. Never have. But, guess what? If I was walking around in Dallas in my uniform, I, I could have been one of the five people shot. Because I wear a badge. And because... Because uh, bad things have happened to other people, well, I need to pay for it now. And so do my friends and my family. Fuck my life. That's where we need to get on board with each other. That's where we need the unity. That's where we need uh, people coming together. Because guess what? It's not going to be fuck my life. And I'm sorry for the language. I'm sorry because I think this is the first time I've dropped the F-bomb. And I just, I can't. I can't because it could have been me in Dallas. And walking around where I live right now, every day, I have to kind of wonder. I kind of have to look over my shoulder and wonder, you know, is God going to watch out for me today if there even is a God there? Is he going to watch out for me today? Or am I going to have to, you know, be just two seconds faster than some dumbass with a gun who's angry and wants uh, people to pay? And that that goes for anybody. But that's... That's my two cents on this. My two cents is that we need to wake the hell up. Because I can't be the only one tired of this shit. And and mind you, a lot of the reason I don't talk about this is because I'm not looking to become some famous internet, you know, I'm not be, I'm not looking to become the next famous ranter on on a subject. I'm really not. And I'm not looking to be brooding and deep on anything either. I'm just looking to be... I'm just looking to find pe- like-minded people here. Like, where is the humanity? When is the breaking point? When is enough enough? And and when are we going to get our act together? You know, people, this right here, this might be all we get. Now, I'm done. I've said my piece. It's moving on. I will say one more thing. The media attention never goes to the things that deserve the media attention. Things like Snoop Dogg in the game going to the LAPD graduation for peace and for unity. They're united with people who want nothing but to respect the police officers and say, hey, we can communicate. We want things better. 
But the news media, screw that. That doesn't sell. So, if you're looking and thinking there's nothing but doom, disaster, and despair in the nation, while there there is a lot of that, yes. Go digging for the good. Go digging for the good because it's there. And you'll find it. It's like the mother. There's there's videos surfacing of the mother who was shielding her kids who, who has nothing but goddamn respect for all the Dallas police officers who ran towards the gunfire, who, who took bullets uh, for the protesters there. That's, that's something that probably should be focused on, but isn't so much. Thanks, news media. Doing a wonderful job of uh, boosting your ratings and keeping your money flow going. Congratulations. Now, uh, in the more political news, seems Bernie Sanders has uh, actually admitted defeat. Uh, just posted, was it today? Today is Monday, July 11th, 2016. As if the year was going to change. Uh, just posted today on the Hill, uh, apparently Bernie Sanders who is now being, again, listed as an independent from Vermont. <laughs> wow. That is... Wow. Uh, he's going to ca- campaign with Hillary Clinton on Tuesday, according to Clinton's presidential campaign. Sanders will join his Democratic presidential primary rival during an event in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Or Portsmouth. Probably. I don't care about pronunciation today. Uh, Clinton's team added that the pair will discuss, quote, building an America that is stronger together and an economy that works for everyone, not just those at the top, end quote. Somebody at the top is going to make sure that it works for everybody, not just the people at the top. How about that? Um... Article further states, Sanders praised Clinton over the weekend after she released an expanded health care platform, saying, quote, I congratulate Secretary Clinton for this extraordinary initiative. It will save lives, ease suffering, and it will improve health care in America and will cut health care costs. It is a significant step forward as we advance toward the goal of health care for all Americans. Uh, he refrained from endorsing Clinton as as always, as always. Bernie will refrain from endorsing Secretary Clinton because as you will all remember very distinctly, I'm not done yet. We're gonna go to uh, the the Democratic convention and it could it could be contested. We could flip some of these super delegates and uh, you know things can still go our way. Uh, we, we have a huge following and uh, the the Democratic national, committee, they'll have to uh, bend to our will, so to speak, and uh, and just remember, we're not out. We're not out yet. Feel the burn. So, <laughs> funny though, I <laughs> have to bring this up now. Oh, this is from The Guardian. This was posted uh, Friday. This was posted Friday on The Guardian. Uh, Jill Steen, <laughs> Jill Steen of the Green Party, ladies and gentlemen, which I am all for independent parties and independent candidates. Uh, Jill Steen, I haven't gone over much. I haven't gone over very much. Stumbling over my words here. Get it together. 
Fritz, Jesus, uh, she has invited, and she's essentially uh, thrown it out there. Let me uh, let me give you some quotes. Quote: I've invited Bernie to sit down. Uh, wow, my bad. <laughs> Sorry for the pause. It's it doesn't make much sense. Listen. Uh, quote, I've invited Bernie to sit down, explore collaboration. Everything is on the table. If he saw that you can't have a revolutionary campaign and a counter-revolutionary party, he'd be welcome to the Green Party. He could lead the ticket and build a political movement, she said. Uh, further down, quote, if he continues to declare his full faith to the Democratic Party, it will leave many of his supporters very disappointed. That political movement is going to go on it isn't going to bury itself in the graveyard alongside Hillary Clinton. End quote. So essentially, there you go. Green Party, Jill Steen, they're, they're just, I guess they're just salivating. They're like, come on, Bernie. Come on over here. We will give you the top spot. Which, by the way, I, I need to read into this further. Was Jill Steen elected as the presidential nominee? Because if she was... Seems kind of shady that you could just welcome in Bernie. Just like, you know, there's the top spot for you, pal. It's all nice and polished for you. That being said, uh, it doesn't matter how much Jill Steen or anybody else says that Bernie should go to the Green Party, that he shouldn't align himself with the Democratic movement, because guess what? We've already talked about this. We, we, We have talked extensively about this on this program, have we not? That Bernie has sold out. I haven't sold out. Yes, you have, sir. I have not sold out, uh, Mr. Fritz. Have not done it. Uh, Yes, you have, sir. You were an independent from Vermont. You registered as a Democrat and and declared yourself a Democrat in 2015, specifically for the 2016 election, uh, presidential election. Yes, I did that. I did did strip myself of uh, the independent status uh, because uh, to make it in the the presidential election, Debates, uh, you, you either have to be a, a, a Democrat or a Republican. Uh, well, that I'll give you, I'll concede to that, uh, Mr. Bernie, uh, Mr. Sanders. Uh, I don't know what, what what would you prefer to be called, Bernie or is it, but Burn Burnman is uh is ideal. Uh, you know uh, that that would be, but you can call me Bernie. You can call me Bernie. Uh, you don't have to call me Senator Sanders. Uh. Uh, but Bernie or Burning Man, if you please. Uh, okay, okay. Bur- uh, I'll go with Bernie because I don't. Burning Man is like a copyrighted thing. I can't really. I don't. I'm probably in trouble for saying it already. No, 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 no. Uh, because you're you're saying B E R N Burning Man. Okay. Well, I'm not really. You know, I have a friend who's a lawyer. I'll talk to her later. S- sidebar. Uh, Lexington Luther. Good luck. With your bar prep, very sorry if I interrupted. Oh, uh, good good luck to her and and her bar prep. Uh, I I know that uh, she supports Secretary Clinton, which, I mean, you know, might be the wrong choice. Should 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 be behind me. Uh, but that that's beside the point. I'd really appreciate it if you'd not attack my friends on a personal basis. You don't even know. You don't even know her. All right. You don't even know. Uh, my, my my apologies. Uh, wh- where were we going with this interview? I was I was talking about how you're a sellout. Not not a sellout. Didn't sell out. 
Sh- sure you did. You, are, do you have any plans on going back to the independent party? Uh, 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 um, uh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm interrupting you now. No, I'm going to say it's a no. Am I right? No. Uh, right. No. Okay. Cool. Are you gonna Are you gonna campaign for uh, Secretary Clinton? Uh, Secretary Clinton. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just saying. You know, in in a race against Donald Trump. Well, let, let me let me let me let me just interrupt you again because there's also there's this there's this there's this fella. Okay. Not only is Jill Steen running, and not only is she willing to just you know give up her spot and give it to you like like nothing. Um, because you're you're so wishy washy. Uh, not only is she willing to give up the Green Party spot for you, but uh, there's also there's this guy. Um, God, um, what platform is he? Uh, Libertarian Party. Um, his name's Gary Johnson. Uh, he's also running. He's actually like polling at eleven or twelve percent now. Like he's getting close to the fifteen to get into the presidential debates. You know, it's funny because uh, in the debates against Donald Trump, uh, we were going to debate. Yeah, yeah, I know you were you were experimenting. Yeah, uh, you, you guys said that you were going to debate, and then you didn't because you're both giant. Uh, you know, I can't say the word that I want to say. Well, I mean, you you did drop the f bomb. I think you could say whatever you wanted to say. Uh, this is America. Um, you have the freedom of speech. Uh, to an extent, yes, I do, and I do. I don't want to say the word. I don't want to say the word that I think you and Donald Trump are uh, for not actually debating. Uh, if you know what I mean, well, I mean, go ahead and say it. I mean, you know, I'm 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 not the I'm not a frail man. Go ahead and say it. What what? Um, I, do I still have the clip? I wonder if I still have the clip. I actually, Donald Trump, can you help me out with this? That he's a pussy. That's oh, oh, I see. I didn't want to say it. I knew Donald Trump would say it because he's you know a presidential candidate that likes to say that word. That's that's what I think you guys. Oh no 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 no. I say I I would have debated him. He's the one that pulled out. So that sounds very dirty. Okay, Bernie. Well, uh, you know it's been a great interview. Maybe I'll have you back. Uh, maybe. Well, I would love to come back, uh, especially when I am uh, the newly crowned uh, uh, chairperson of the Democratic National Committee. Oh my God! Is that why? Is is that why you you sold out because of the the chair? I I did not I did not sell. So, sorry guys. Uh, I, I must have lost connection with him or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk to him again. Maybe I'll bring him back on. Who knows? Uh, speaking of bringing people on though, um, my brother. My brother. Um. I don't even should I say his name? I don't even know. We need a code name for my brother. We'll just we'll use my family's code name. Um everybody in the family just calls him Punk. So my brother, Punk, uh he didn't like last episode because I said that he and Donald Trump supporters are delusional. I said that uh I said what 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 did I say? I said uh I said if you think Donald Trump's going to win, you're already more delusional than anybody who thought Hillary Clinton would catch charges or something like that. That's what I said. And so we had this barbecue uh, Saturday uh, to celebrate my mom's 70th birthday. Now, my mom, she's actually, she's not actually 70. Uh, She's more akin to, like, always 49, always 50. That's an inside joke. Nobody's going to get it. I don't care. Warmed up my heart a little bit. 
Uh, but it was her 70th birthday, and you know, all the families in town, all the families gathered in. Uh, my my sister and her family that recently moved to Arizona, they're in. Uh, my my sister and her family that lives in Chicago, um, they they flew in or no, they drove in. My bad, they didn't fly. Nobody likes flying anyway. Shut up. So there, everybody was in. So. Saturday, we go to Punk's house at noon. Uh, we hang out until about three thirty, four o'clock. You know, uh, everybody's eating delicious grilled food. Uh, it was awesome, awesome time. But my brother Punk brings up, he was like, "Oh yeah, and this guy on his podcast called all us Trump supporters delusional for thinking he was going to win." Well, in November, you should make an episode called uh, the "Eat My Words" edition. Uh, and this is exactly how my brother sounds, by the way. Eat my words edition, uh, where you apologize and you eat my words. And I, I promised him, if Donald Trump should win in November, uh, I will have him call in. We will do a, we will do a call in. Maybe we'll do a call in before then. But I, I'm just this is the episode where I put it out there. Uh, if in November, if Donald Trump should win. Uh, I will do an eat my words episode. I will call my brother and and he can just he can just go off on me. I'll put exclaimers in here now that it won't be safe for work to listen to. Definitely not. I mean this episode probably hasn't been safe to listen to at work just because I dropped the F bomb. But it is what it is, right? It is what it is. So, there you go, punk. Uh, November, when we have your Eat Your Words episode, and I make you call in. Oh, yeah, it, it's a double-ended deal. Yeah, if, 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 should Donald Trump lose, <laughs> I, I still expect a call in from you, and you will eat your words. But I'll eat mine. I'll, 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 I'll eat my words. I'll do it. it. Is what it is. Bring it on. Now, there's about a dozen other little news stories I could go into. North Korea is being nuts again. Uh, big shocker there. Uh, Osama bin Laden's son came out and specifically threatened the United States, saying that we're going to pay because we hate Muslims. Which, thanks for the blanket statement there, Mr. Osama bin Laden's son. I certainly don't just up and hate Muslims, but whatever, whatever. Uh, this is a this is an interesting story. UFC 200 happened uh, what Saturday over the weekend. Which, by the way, uh, I, I guess we're it's a sidebar city today. Sidebar city. Uh, Loy, public apology. I could not attend your UFC 200 viewing uh, because I had family in town, obviously, and my whole day just got tied up, so I couldn't come to your place. It had nothing to do with you being a douchebag. Um, had nothing to do with uh, me hating your guts. Nothing, nothing along those lines. I'm actually, I'm upset that I, uh, I couldn't come, buddy. Invite me over some other time, uh, especially when drinks can be involved, uh, so I can actually tolerate your presence for even a small amount of time. End sidebar. Okay, so UFC, UFC 200 happened. Uh, insanely uh, successful. Uh, Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar uh, wins his first bout against Hunt. Um, and he's still doing, he's still cross UFC, WWE. Amazing. But UFC was just sold, just sold uh, for 4 
billion dollars. That's like a mega deal, isn't it? Apparently, the talent agency WME IMG WME Image. Uh, apparently, they bought them out for four billion dollars. Uh, and what's really funny is that I, if you look, if you're just glancing over it, WME looks a lot like WWE. And I was like, whoa, wait, where did Vince McMahon get four billion dollars to buy the UFC from? Doesn't make any sense. But four billion dollars. That's nuts. Uh, they talked to ESPN. This is all ESPN article, by the way. Um, fans showing concern or whatever. Dana White says, hey, it's, it's the exact opposite of what you expect. We're just going to be taken to the next level. So, uh, and by the way, WME, I am, WME IMG is... Uh, it's a it's a represent it's a representative company. It represents uh, Ronda Rousey, for example, some some high ticketed fighters. Um, this article, though, at the end, it says UFC makes most of its money from pay per views associated with its fights, but the organization also has a cable deal with Fox. I think we all know that. Uh, their cable deal expires uh, at the end of 2018. It says here in the article that a new deal is expected to be worth at least $200 million a year if US, if UFC continues on an upward trajectory. Now, the thing with the UFC, the thing with these fights is that, uh, to me at least anyway, they're pretty hit and miss. You can have a good buildup and a good fight, but you get you get things like the Rousey fight that lasted all of, what, 15 seconds or whatever. You, nobody wants to drop 60 bucks, 70 bucks, whatever it is now. I know a WWE pay-per-view is like 60 bucks unless you have the network and the network is 9.99 a month. Uh but nobody wants to drop 70 bucks when your ticketed fight could potentially be over in 15 seconds. That's just, you know, people bought that and were like, "Oh, I thought this was supposed to be a good fight." Whatever. For for me, I I'm I'm a whore. And I just, you know, I can contain my energy and just watch it on YouTube when somebody posts it. Not that that is a good route or anything. It's not. But I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, clamoring to drop money to see the Rousey fight. It's one of those things right now. UFC is one of those things where you could put it on and I can watch it. But as far as following it on a consistent basis and all that, eh, I don't know. I used to be a big WWE guy. Now, not so much anymore. I canceled my subscription to that, and uh, I don't watch that either. So, it's what it is. But $4 billion. $4 billion. It's a lot of money. So, I guess we need status update for Gary Johnson and the Libertarian campaign. Uh, so, we'll do it. Uh, do I sound enthusiastic about it right now? No, because it's still more of the same. Hear me typing away on the keyboard back there? That's because I have to look up this shit. That's why. So, could Jerry, uh, could Donald Trump lose the millennial vote to Gary Johnson? That was from the Washington Post. Uh, ooh, here we go. Let's get into the thick of it because of, uh, the recent events. From Politico, Libertarian Johnson. Drug war, root cause of police shootings. Yeah, this is what Gary, Gary Johnson believes. This is by uh, this is a report by Politico from Burgess Everett, which has to be some kind of lame pen name because who the hell names their child Burgess? 
Gary Johnson believes the tension between police and minorities that led to two high-profile police shootings and the deaths of five Dallas police officers has a root cause, the long-running war on drugs. The Libertarian nominee for president did not directly tie the drug war to the shooting deaths in Minnesota and Louisiana by police or the sniper killings of five officers in Texas this week. Uh, but poor relations between police and African Americans stem from the criminalization of drug use, he said. Quote, the root cause, or the root is the war on drugs, I believe. Police knocking down doors, shooting first. Johnson said in an interview Friday in Washington. Quote, if you are black and arrested in a drug-related crime, there is four times more likelihood of going to prison than if you are white. And shooting is part of the same phenomenon. That's the common thread. Shootings are occurring with black people. Black people are dying, he added. This is an escalation. The former Republican governor of New Mexico is pitching a complete rewrite of the nation's drug policy as part of his underdog run for the presidency alongside his running mate, former Massachusetts GOP governor Bill Weld. Johnson wants to legalize marijuana and find other ways to deal with the harder drugs than long periods of incarceration. He said that will soon happen, predicting that California will vote this fall to legalize marijuana and President Barack Obama will remove cannabis from its long list of from its listing as a class 1 drug. Quote, "I think Obama's going to do that going out the door," Johnson said. The focus on drugs needs to be as a health issue, not a criminal justice issue. It can be illegal, but does it need to be criminal? Do you need to go to jail for drugs? Johnson asked. I do believe the root of the militarization knocking on doors is a drug war phenomenon. End quote. The laid-back libertarian dressed in jeans and an open-collared button-down in a hotel dining room declined to join... Republicans and criticizing Obama for pointing to powerful weapons this week as a cause of violence between police officers and minorities. But Johnson said the focus on assault rifles is misguided. Quote, This is a category of rifle that contains 30 million rifles. If you banned those rifles tomorrow and said hand them in, only half of the weapons would actually be turned over, Johnson said. And we're going to have a whole new criminal class of people. End quote. Johnson said that as president, he'd be open to proposals designed to keep guns out of the hands of terrorists and the mentally ill. But he said he'd seen no such workable proposals in Congress, despite unsuccessful attempts by both Democrats and Republicans. Now, this is an article that I just read the entirety of because uh, there's a couple things with Gary Johnson that uh, I agree with on this. Let's, uh, for example, where did it say? Right here. Legalize marijuana and find other ways to deal with harder drugs than long periods of incarceration. Well, I can already tell you, working in corrections, that long periods of incarceration does nothing for druggies. They stay in jail, they're clean while they're in jail, or they're doing drugs that got snuck into jail through the prison pocket, if you know what I mean. Yeah, butt drugs. It's a thing. I, I hate to talk about it, but it's a thing. Eh, my dogs are going nuts. I don't care. Uh... I, I agree with him on that. Long periods of incarceration, they just stay locked up. They don't, uh, they don't do drugs while they're locked up. They get back on the street. The first thing they do is go find their dealer or a dealer and drug up again. So 
finding a rehabilitation, uh, treating it as a health problem, I think those are all good ideas. Is it the root cause of, of these police shootings? Is it, is it the root cause of these kind of issues? No, uh, I don't believe that. I believe, I believe the root cause of police shootings, first and foremost, is a criminal with a gun who doesn't want to listen. That's not every case. It's it's not every case. I will give you that. It's not every case. But I believe it's a root cause. I believe police tend to draw first or at least be on that defensive because you have to be. Okay? What if I posed it this way? And people hate me when I bring this up, but I say, you know, say somebody's trying to break into your home and they're wielding a knife or a baseball bat. Not a gun, okay? Not a gun. And they break through your window or your door, and they're coming in, and they're coming at you. Uh, should you pull out your gun and shoot the man? Because if we're putting police in the scenario, because they're the trained professionals and yada, 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 uh, what about you? What about you? So what if it's your home? Uh, all he has is a baseball bat or a knife. If you just fall back, he, all he wants to do is steal your TV, probably, or your money. So why don't you just fall back and let him do it? Why should you kill the man? Why should you shoot the man? Why should you defend yourself or your property? Why? Why should you? See, everybody hates when I bring up that argument because I make it personal then. So let me ask you a question. If a police officer is automatically going to be scrutinized for shooting somebody, and mind you, if they're not justified, if if they're not, uh, if they just targeted a black man, which, by the way, um, back to the beginning opening narrative, I don't know, uh, I don't know many, if any, stories where a police officer just walked up to a black guy, pulled out a gun, and shot him for no reason. Uh, trivial over the charges that they were confronting him on, maybe. Uh, trivial. Are there some cases that have popped up where the the police officer was blatantly wrong and shouldn't have done what they did? Sure. Uh, But we're going to treat it, let's treat it situationally then. Let's not treat it on a grand scale and let's not just judge everybody for the actions of a few. But I think it's a fair question then. If somebody breaks into your house, uh, do you have the right to actually defend yourself anymore? And if people think that it's not going to branch into that, it, it, it has. There's been, there's been incidents where families have been distraught because, you know, their son, uh, their daughter, uh, their boyfriend, their husband uh, broke into somebody's house and then ended up getting shot. If you think that it's just going to stop at police and not branch over into the general public, I hate to tell you, But you're wrong. It will. It will absolutely spill over into you and your private home. It will. That's that's where we're headed as a nation right now. Unless we we spill spill back to the the key point here. Let's all individually... Can we just all be individuals of of love, of hope, of respect? Can Can we get back to that? Please. Because right now, I mean, right now, I wish I lived, like, back in the, the, 
the freaking well before the 1600s even. But is that just uh, is that just some false narrative of simpler times? It's 2016, people. It's 2016. Humanity is supposed to be doing great things, and here we are. Here we are in literally every sector of the world. We're fighting each other. We're blowing each other up. We're we're riddling each other with bullets, and we're leveling buildings, uh, because that's humanity. Warfare is at the center. So, my playout music this week, and I don't even know if it's legal for me to be doing this, um, but it's a song that touches my heart. Uh, literally, when I listen to music, uh, something something moves inside me. This might sound a little, uh, I don't know. Um, this might sound a little, I guess, touchy-feely or whatever, but music, to me, is, is much different than... Uh, you know, you might have that friend or that buddy, or it might even be you. You just put on music. You love listening to music or whatever. Music has, has a deeper level of meaning to me in in a couple different facets. Uh, the lyrics, what the lyrics are saying. I believe that lyrics... Uh, I believe that the lyrics of a song are important. I believe that the lyrics of, of music can have a very telling touching it can be a story almost but there's always a meaning and a purpose behind it if you ask me i mean that's not every song obviously there are ridiculous songs and there are just you know there are songs that are obviously they're just out there they don't have that kind of impact but music has a deeper impact on me uh from the lyrics from the feel of the music i mean i'm the type that listens to music and can hear that one instrument in the background in the sea of instruments and I can hear the tune that that one instrument is playing, and I like it just resonates with me somehow in a different way. I really wish I was more musically inclined, uh, because I'm not. Uh, I might have a voice that, you know, ooh, I like his voice. It's deep, it's good for radio, I like listening to it. Uh, I can't carry a tune right now. I, I like to think I can. I, do I sing in the shower and in my car? Sure. Do I want the world to hear that? I don't, I don't, uh, not ready to get on stage. Maybe if you give me enough Jack Daniels, I can get on stage. I don't know. But am I going to sound good? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But in my head, I'm a rock star. Got me. So it touches me on a deeper level. Now this song, um, I, obviously I'm not playing all of it. I'm just going to play a little blip of the chorus. But I think everybody should... Heed the words of this chorus. If everybody did it, the world might just be a little better place. And you're going to be thrown off because you're going to expect it to be some lovey-dovey, you know, weird, mellow song. It's not. It's a heavy metal song. It's called Let the Storm Descend Upon You. It's by Avantasia from the album Ghost Lights. <laughs> 